We're now joined by Senator Eric Brakey for his monthly visit. Warren Senator, how are you? I'm doing very well, Matt. Good morning. Thanks Good to for, be with you. Thanks for being in. Thanks for being in. Now, first off, I got I got a question for you here. And, and then before you make the announcement, I've got a soundbite that I have to play. Okay. So my first question to you is, what are you doing with the legislature out of session? Well, a couple of different things, and I'll get to... Uh, what I told you off the air, I'm, I'm looking forward to announcing. But but first I want to say, you know, uh, I always think about a famous quote from Mark Twain. He said that uh, no man's life, liberty, or property is safe while the legislature's in session. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm, very, uh, I'm very pleased to say that, you know, we've been out of session since... Uh, since June, and, and at least for these last couple of months, the, the people of Maine have had a brief respite, and, and they're safe. But unfortunately, that's all going to end in January. <laughs> it's all it's but, all coming. It's... Uh, but but no, seriously, I, I really appreciate it. Uh, you know, d- working in Augusta is a great privilege, uh, but what's really a great privilege is being able to be out in the community with my constituents, going to, going to community meetings, going to community events, hearing from them. Uh, and, and and seeing what their thoughts are so that I can do my best to represent you know, the people I represent up there. Uh, in fact, it's um, I, I've already had so many people approach me about uh, legis- legislation they'd like to see put in. So uh, got, I've got a lot of that going. But one of the things that I, I am doing uh, that is, you know, uh, politically related is with this off time, I've really been trying to help support some of the more kind of fiscally responsible candidates who are running for local office here in Auburn. Uh, you've got a, a great candidate in, in Auburn Ward 1, Matt Leonard, who I've, uh, he just had his kickoff uh, announcement just the other week and was glad to be there to support him. And, 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 I, and I'm helping him the best I can. I think it's, uh, uh, he's a great candidate for people who really want to make sure that we're having pro-growth and uh, you know, pro-growth policies and, and looking at ways we can get our property taxes under control. Um, but what but what I did want to really announce today, and I haven't announced this anywhere else. Okay, hold you on. You cue up a sound? I do. <laughs> All right. We got to have Ron Burgundy announce this. I mean, right? <laughs> All right. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Go ahead. All, All right. right. We're good. It's an urgent and horrifying news story, but it's not really horrifying. But, well, maybe for some people it is. Go ahead. Well, it probably won't come as, as much of a, uh, to a surprise to some people, but it is the first time I'm officially announcing it, is that I'm, I'm very excited to be formally endorsing Mayor Labonte's re-election campaign. Uh, I've just been incredibly impressed with the, the work he's been doing in the last couple of years to, to really get Auburn out of this this real economic malaise that we've been in for the last couple of decades. I see the the businesses that are that are coming to Auburn. I see the job opportunities that are created. I see everything that's happening in terms of you know this this really becoming a, a great place again for 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 families to uh, for people to raise their families to have job opportunity and really putting uh, putting Auburn back on the map. And I think that no one really embodies that as much as as much as Mayor Labonte, I see, you know, whether you follow him on Facebook, you just see him in the community, he is always, always, always promoting Auburn. And I think he has done, an, uh, he, he has a lot of great ideas. Um, 
and and I've talked with him in depth about a lot of the work he's done even you know even breaking up some working to break up some of the good old boy networks that have really kind of just uh, leached on the taxpayers of, of our of our city and, and oh that's and never happened it. stop it <laughs> and and I've just you know if nothing else I mean, I really appreciate the, the work the mayor's done exposing some of that and breaking some of that up and really promoting really strong pro growth strategies that I think are really starting to pay off for Auburn so I'm gonna do everything I can to to help make sure he gets back there for another another two years and and I look I uh, I I certainly hope that everyone listening who's a a voter in Auburn will come out in November to uh, to support him. Well, there you go. A little breaking news. Senator Branke endorsing both Matt Leonard in Ward 1 and Jonathan Labonte for mayor. We'll have more with Senator Branke coming up. We're approaching 716. It's 58 degrees outside. You're listening to The Breakfast Club on Z1055. Bringing you the 80s, 90s, and today. Station. It's 722. It's 59 degrees. Senator Eric Branke is in. If you missed his first segment, well, you're going to want to catch that online later. He, he endorsed his pick for mayor. He endorsed his pick for Ward 1. We'll be talking more about this stuff as, as we continue on here. Uh, you just received a big award from the Sportsman's Alliance of Maine, uh, SAM, for those that may not have heard of it or are unaware what the SAM stands for. What's uh, What was the award? And was it was it stuffed? Like, did you bring it home? Did you put it on the mantle? <laughs> Uh, oh. this, this isn't like a Cecil the Lion thing, because that did, could be bad publicity. I did I get something to mount on the wall, but it's just a plaque. <laughs> okay, all right, good. All right. No, okay. I, I was. it was a great honor. I. Uh, uh, they, they gave me their Defender of the Second Amendment Award, which was, it was a great honor. I got to go to their annual banquet for uh, for free, which was... <laughs> <laughs> which was nice you know man truth- the perks you get yeah, buddy with this job truthfully in the legislature you know people might be uh, uh, uh surprised to hear it but we don't actually make a lot of money in the legislature which is good i think that's the way it should be but geez when you get a free meal so that's always a <laughs> it's always a perk no but it was a um they were thanking me for the work i'd done on constitutional carry which which you know i sponsored and and passed you know with republican and democrat support and house and the senate was signed by the governor i know some have said that you know with the way the legislature was it was divided this go around and pretty much every idea um (laughs) would die in the house or die in the senate along partisan lines this was probably a lot of people have described this as you know the biggest single piece of legislation um in terms of being you know somewhat controversial and people having different views on not something just passed easily that that we did manage to get passed in, in this session with Republicans and Democrats, and it's really kind of great to see that in in Maine the Second Amendment really is it's not a partisan issue like it is in many other states. We've got such a rich tradition uh, through our, the sportsman culture, but also just a rich tradition of gun ownership in in our state that it really is an issue that Republicans and Democrats and Independents can all embrace and respect. See, why can't we build off of that? Why can't we build off of that and just say, you know what, we've got this common sense thing here. Why can't we continue to move forward on other things? Why? Why is it? Did you see any progression last year? Like, did you see any progression that that maybe showed that maybe there were some folks that eventually, you know, we could kind of get back? Because I, I always go back to this. Yeah. When I think of main politics when I was growing up, I always thought of George Mitchell. I always thought of uh, Bill Cohen. And I never thought that George Mitchell was a Democrat or Bill Cohen was a Republican. I just thought those are our senators. And I feel like we've gone away from that. Like, are we ever going to go back to that again where we're not looking at what party they're in first 
and we'll actually look at what the politician does. You know, it's very interesting. You know, I'm someone, and anyone who knows me would say, you know, there's someone who's somewhat ideological. I mean, Mm -hmm. I, I have very firm political principles. I go in, I know what I believe. But at the same time, the comment, one of the comments I've most often received from people is people surprised with kind of the political coalitions I, I build. I, I mean, I work with Republicans. I work with Democrats. In fact, I was doing a, a tally of, uh, of kind of the voting records of some, of, of some legislators, and I've got one of the most independent voting records in the Senate. Because, you know, I judge every issue on its own merits, not whether it's, you know, sponsored by a Republican or sponsored by a Democrat. And I just think that's the way it should be. I, I don't understand why people are so surprised when they see someone in Augusta uh, working with working with people on issues they can find common ground on, regardless of their party. I think that's what we're called to do. It's what we should be doing. No, I, I agree with that. Senator Brakey joins us now. We'll have more with him coming up. Talk about some new legislation he's thinking about submitting in the second session. People have been giving him all sorts of ideas. Let's talk about how Rand Paul's visit to Maine was. He came in on September 1st. He was over in Freeport. 727, 59 degrees. It's Breakfast Club and Z1055. Protect your children's eyes with shatterproof lenses during ProVisions. We continue now with Senator Eric Brakey. Who is enjoying a summer vacation? Is it kind of is every day like Ferris Bueller's Day Off with you? Like, are you just taking over parades? What's the you know? There have been a couple of parades, but there's no. There's always uh, there's always something going on. You know, whether it's the Greek festival or different or different events throughout the community, opportunities to see people, meet with people. So I'm keeping busy. You submit new legislation for the second session. I know you submitted a lot of it last year, and if you are, can you go over some of it with us? Yeah, um, I'm. I'm submitting actu- actually quite a bit of legislation. I, that, that's that's nothing new for me. I've always got a million ideas. Uh, something that's different about the second session versus the first session is in the second session because it's a short session. Um, any c- new legislative proposal first needs to be approved by the legislative council in order to actually get the go ahead to even go through the process of you know, being being heard and discussed in committee and, and all of that. So um, I'm putting in some things, but I, I probably expect that not everything is going to get approved by legislative council. Um, but what, one of the things that is very different from the bills I sponsored last go around is a lot of my bills are really um, come from the requests of constituents. I think it's because I've been so out and public and, and people know that I'm approachable and they can get a hold of me. Uh, I, I have gotten so many requests from constituents who have an idea on something they'd like to see, um, something they'd like to see change or a problem that they, they've experienced uh, and have asked me to submit a bill on their behalf. And I'm more than happy to do that, including in cases where I don't actually you know, agree with the, <laughs> the bill. Um, I, I tell people that you know, I'm, I'm their representative and if, uh, if they have an idea, I, I'm, I'm their legislator so they can approach me with that idea and I'm happy to sponsor it for them even if it's something I don't agree with and may even end up not supporting in the end, um, I'm happy to sponsor on their behalf so their idea can have its day in the sun and an opportunity to be heard. Um, but I do have a couple of, of items I'm putting in myself. Uh, and one of them I, I wanted to kind of mention this again, you know, I'd be mentioning this for the first time publicly here. Uh, I just put in a, um, my own legislation on campaign finance reform. Uh, this is uh, something I've, I've been thinking about and kind of trying to figure out how to work the kinks out of this idea for a while um but it's it's 
it's campaign finance reform that's done in, in very much a way that I think is very much consistent with conservative principles and with protecting people's First Amendment uh, freedom of speech. One of the problems I've seen as I've been in, a, in Augusta and, and, and also just when I've been on the other side of, of the fence as a concerned citizen uh, trying to you know, ma make a difference, you, know, you have this revolving door of taxpayer money. So you imagine for a moment an organization, whether that be a, a private business, a private organization, or even a, a public you know, union, uh, they get a government contract, they get taxpayer money through that contract, and then they turn around and use that taxpayer money to buy influence and, 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 and donate to campaigns. And essentially, they use taxpayer money to lobby for more taxpayer money. And I think that's a, that's a real serious problem. And I think there's a way we can fix that. I, my proposal would just put in every government contract that any organization gets a clause that if you receive more than $10,000 in taxpayer money in a given year, that there's a clause in there that would prohibit you from using your organization's dollars to uh, to try to influence elections. So that would mean, um, you, so it's different than I think a lot of the other proposals where we're saying, oh, well, we're going to ban people from doing this or doing that. Well, this is an organization voluntarily entering into a contract uh, in order to receive taxpayer money uh, for services that they're doing. And so we're just having a, a clause in that contract that says, you know, by being a party of this contract, our organization agrees that for, for, four, for the next four years, we are not going to use any of our financial resources to donate to candidates, to donate to political action committees, and to donate to political parties. And the goal there is really, you know, let's try to close down this revolving door. We, it should not be acceptable when organizations that receive taxpayer money can use that taxpayer money to lobby for more taxpayer money. That's not how the system is supposed to work. No, I would, I would agree. You're, you're not supposed to. Yeah, no, definitely not. I know. I, I like the phrase. You got to spend money to make money, <laughs> but don't spend my money to make money for you. Yeah, like that's, especially when you're using. That's it to, my motto. Damn it! Right. You know, don't, don't spend my money to try to take more of my money. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, Senator Eric Brakey continues now. We'll have more with him coming up. You listen to the Breakfast Club Z1055 745 59 degrees. The Breakfast Club. The news. LA's only local radio station. Wrapping up with Senator Eric Brakey. If you missed this interview, he's uh, he's already endorsed uh, someone for Ward 1. He's endorsed someone for mayor. You're going to have to go to z1055.com after the show and hear who it was though cuz that's just how I'm going to get you to go to the website. I mean, that's that's pretty simple. I feel like I feel like that's my American right. Eric, absolutely. Okay, see, that's that's what it is. <laughs> Me, that's capitalism, all in one one thing. Um, let's talk a little bit about Rand Paul's visit. Of course, Rand Paul is uh, is running for president, and I know you've been involved with the campaign. And uh, I actually saw it was funny. Facebook has started this new thing called Facebook Mentions, and you can actually stream and watch live video on Facebook now. So I'm looking, I'm doing something with my kid, and I look down, and there's Eric talking to folks getting ready and, and getting people pumped up for, for Rand coming in. So you were live right on Facebook, right on my phone. I felt like I was there, actually, <laughs> Eric. But let's talk a little bit about that. He was in Freeport last last week or the week before. Yeah, it was um, September 1st. So uh, it was pre pretty recently. And it was an amazing event. I mean, you know, this, this event was packed, hundreds of people. I mean, we had uh, – it was it – was, Jeez, don't tell the fire marshal, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it would, it, you know, 
it, it was it was like sardines in there. But uh, no, it was it was overflowing. Uh, it was so exciting to have Senator Paul come visit our state of Maine. You know, we don't get too many presidential candidates here in Maine. We often are overlooked. But I think Maine having such a strong libertarian streak as we do, uh, it's a natural fit for a candidate candidate like Senator Rand Paul. And I I had the great pleasure to welcome him and introduce him to the crowd there. And one of the points I really made was that, you know, looking at this field of, it was 17 candidates at the time, now it's 16. We did lose our first candidate the other day. Um, He's still alive. He just dropped out. Yeah, Rick Perry yeah. <laughs> just dropped out. Let's He's still just, still still around yeah. and kicking, you know. Right. You know, uh, but, um, uh, but, you know, as I look at the field, and I think there's a lot of people who get up on stage and talk about, you know, they hit the, cons- they hit the Republican talking points, like, we're going to cut taxes, we're going to cut spending. But when you get down to it and you really look at the details and you look at people's records, you know, every single candidate with a record on that stage, with the exception of Senator Rand Paul, has a record of growing government growing spending i mean even even uh well if anyone challenges me on that i can point i can point to you the facts and i can point to you every single governor uh, on the stage grew grew state uh, grew uh, grew state government uh and every single person who's uh in the senate with senator Rand paul voted to uh voted to uh, voted to uh grow the deficit and spend money we didn't have and when you look at in terms of actual putting actual pen to paper and actually putting down, here's a way we can achieve a balanced budget. Here's where we can cut spending. Rand Paul's put down a, a, a budget plan three years in a row that would balance in five years. It's, 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 it's more ambitious than anything that has been put, put forward in Washington, D.C. It cuts four federal departments that we simply don't need and that are, are uh, uh, usurping powers that rightfully belong to the states in the first place. And, uh, and he's also put down a $2 trillion tax cut, which would put money right back into the hands of hardworking American people. It's been called the largest tax cut in American history. I don't know how you get more fiscally conservative than that. Uh, but when I look at the field of candidates, he's the only person with a plan. And so for me, it makes it a, it makes it a very painfully obvious choice. You know, if, if, if your goal and your top issue is like mine, you know, as a young person, I'm very concerned about the trillions and trillions of dollars of debt we're in and the burden we're leaving on future generations and we're it's gonna i don't know how we're gonna take out of this at this point the, the our, our debt and our overspending on the federal level i think is the biggest national security threat we have if 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 you if you are someone who agrees with me on that 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 is one of the biggest issues we're facing uh i haven't seen any other candidates get serious about that yet i would welcome them to do so but for right now, Rand Paul's really the only one who's put down specific plans on how we're going to address it. And so he's my guy. Senator Eric Brakey, we're all out of time. We always run out of time. Eric. Yeah, well, right. we got plenty to talk we about. Always, we always do. Well, we'll have you back next month, and you can talk more then. i just going to figure out what day that is next month. I'll work <laughs> on that in just a minute. All right. You're listening to The Breakfast Club, Z1055. Caitlin Fitzgerald from the Montello Heights will be in next hour. It's the Z. The Breakfast Club. This is your sports fly.